G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. And joining us on the phone this morning is Riley Clemens. Good morning. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm exceptional. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for taking Very the good. time to chat to us. Are you kidding me? I My favorite place in the world that I have never been is Australia. So oh, this, wow. is, come this is getting me pretty close. Uh, yeah, wow. Well, when well, the world is open again, yeah, come right. on down. Yeah, you'd be more than welcome. I'll be on the first flight. Yeah, promise. Yeah. Good on you. Uh, sounds like we're going to have a big festival once this whole world That's opens right, yeah. up. There's a bunch that are ready to come on down. I love it. Oh, I love that. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, we appreciate the, the chance to catch up because we've never spoken to you before. So we're looking forward to uh, finding out a little bit about who Riley Clemens is. I mean, you're only young, aren't you? Like, what are you, about 21? so much already. I am 21. Wow. And I'm so excited to be talking to you guys as well. This is so exciting. (laughs) So give us like a brief overview. You started when you were really young, like around 13. You sort of kicked it all off. So take us quickly through the whirlwind that is that, because you've done so much and had so many great songs between 13 and 21. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. It has been a wild journey. Um, so born and raised in Nashville, I've always been around music and it's, it's always been something that was very normal in, in culture and society here, at least in, in Nashville. Mm. Um, and so I started singing lessons when I was really quite young. Um, when I was 13, I was singing a solo of a gospel song in the middle of a choir concert in the eighth grade. So I was, I was 13. And I didn't know that there was an artist manager in the audience there to see his daughter. But anyway, after an intro, after the concert was over, um, I ended up having a meeting with him. I signed with him as my manager. He's still my manager to this day, which is crazy. It's it's wild. Um, I signed my first publishing deal when I was 15. A couple years later, I signed to a record label and started putting out music when I was 18. So, yes. And it's it's been quite a journey since. I can but imagine it's been full of ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And that's such a. I mean, in some respects, it's probably great that you've had uh, your manager with you through that whole time. Because I mean, to try to navigate all of that, you know, in, in, as such a young uh, woman, I mean, that's would have been really daunting. But I mean, you know, obviously to have someone that can maybe give you a little bit of guidance and you know uh, help you with some of those big decisions must have been a real blessing. Oh, absolutely. I give so much credit to having a really amazing team around me from management to family and everybody in between. I'm I'm so grateful to have a support system that loved me for me and wanted to help me because because they loved me instead Mm. of wanting something from me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Tell us a bit about your family. Like, you got brothers and sisters, and what's that look like? Oh, my family is a big old party. I feel like they would get get along well with Australians. Yeah, okay. So the whole family tour is coming. Riley Clemens and the family tour. (laughs) We're on our way. Yes, I have two siblings. I have an older brother and a younger sister. I have my amazing parents and... Somebody also worth mentioning would be my Nana. Oh, an absolute riot. <laughs> I'm so stoked that I'm talking with Australia today. <laughs> That's so it. cool. That's Nana amazing. Riot, we'll call her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned that you grew up around music. So, like, do, is is it a musical family, or was it sort of more, you know, just being involved with church or something? Like, what was the musical influence even right back in your younger years? So, my first introduction to music, I remember being my mom, who was in the choir at church. And they were singing Southern gospel music that was oh, wow. passionate and loud wow. and, and full and exciting. And I fell in love with watching her warm up her voice and sing with a choir. And my dad cannot carry a tune, bless him. <laughs> but, but he's a massive music fan, which yeah. feels like it might count for something. Well, he lacks a talent he makes up for an enthusiasm, yeah. shall we say. That was a brilliant way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Brilliant. Well, we're really excited to be talking to you. And over sort of this whirlwind journey for you at such a song, uh, a young age, you've put out, as we said, some fantastic songs and some deep ones as well. Like, yeah. So you obviously, you know, live and walk out your own faith because when your debut single's Broken Prayers, you sort of hit right to the heart of that, you know. Mm. I mean, that obviously walking yeah. through things. And, I mean, I know that song will have spoken to people, but, you know, how did it come out for you? At the time that I wrote that song, I think I was 18. I knew that I wanted to do music, but I also knew that I wanted to do music that said something that mattered, that spoke of the journey and of the highs and lows. And I remember at the time, I was in the middle of praying a lot of prayers that felt shameful because they were really broken to me. Um, I so felt this obligated feeling to go to God with the highlights of my story and only gratitude and, and only, only the put together beautiful to look at mm. parts of my heart and my story. And there was this wake up moment in, in the studio one day when I, when I decided to bring in my journal that was full of the broken ideas, the broken stories, the relationships that were hard, the family strains, all of it. Mm. And I decided to bring it to the studio and uh, from there, I got a really honest song called Broken Prayers because it turns out that God sees beauty in them and he wants to hear that part of the story, too, because that's why we mm. need him. Mm. So that's where that's where that song was born from. And it's funny how it how it still speaks to me now. That's, so that's, that's amazing. It's wonderful, isn't it, to have that revelation, I guess, that you can sort of pull back the veil because, I mean, obviously God knows anyway. But mm. for us to be able to actually be willing to, you know, I guess, expose some of those uh, I guess deep questions and uncertainty and all those different uh, what you know I guess oftentimes would be seen as negatives to God uh, that can really take that relationship to a whole new level, can't it? Absolutely, absolutely. God is a God who loves our vulnerability and loves loves for us to lean on Him when we're weak, so that He can be strong. Mm. And I really believe that, and I think that that's such an important piece of the music that I write. Mm. That's great. Excellent. Another song. I mean, the one that we've been playing most recently is "Keep On Hoping." Once again, just a great song. So there's such Timely an honesty to the, yeah, for the, that's right. For yeah. What the world's going through right now as well. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys are playing that one. I'm so excited about that song. So, what was the story behind you penning those lyrics? It was one of the songs that took place towards the end of of the writing period for my brand new record, which is coming out on June 4th, and Woo-hoo! I'm so excited. It's yes, can't wait. To I can't wait. Um, but this song is one that we wrote towards the end of the writing process. Um, I remember walking into the studio and I didn't really have an agenda of what I wanted to get out of the session or the kind of song that I was looking for. I just wanted to write a song that I needed to hear. And um, I remember walking into the studio. I was pretty weighed down by the heaviness 
of the world and of the heaviness of the things that I couldn't control. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to write a response to remind me that there's hope and that there's a reason to keep your eyes lifted towards the light. And so we quickly wrote the song, Keep on Hoping. Um, I hopped in the vocal booth and put down a vocal. And a lot of that is what you hear on the final version of the song. Wow. And so it was this very special inspired session. And mm. it's such a fun song. I'm so glad you guys are liking it. Yeah, yeah it's loving a great it. song. It's, I guess wonderful, isn't it? It's almost like a spontaneity in some respects, like the way that it just came together so quickly. You can sort of see God's hand in that, eh? Absolutely. I mean, God's hand is all over that one. I yeah. think that that's, everybody needs hope right now. The world is crying out for something to believe in that is that, that lasts and that isn't temporary. Mm. And for me, that's always been my faith in God. And I think trying to share that light is, is really important. Well, you mentioned the 4th of June. Yes, That's the date the new album this. comes out. But it's also the date that the uh, K-Love Fan Awards are going to be announced. Like you've already, in your very, I guess, relatively short career, you've, uh, you've yeah. been nominated for some pretty significant awards, Dove Awards and what have you. But uh, this year you're up again for Female Artist of the Year, Song of the Year and Artist of the Year with the K-Love Fan Awards. So you're doing some pretty amazing things. Thank you so much. I'm so excited it's it's fun. All the awards and all of the shows, they're very exciting. But honestly, it's it's just an honor to be nominated alongside a lot of artists I love and have so much respect for. Nice. It must be a bit surreal in that respect. I mean, obviously, you've grown up in Nashville, so it's like a Christian music hub. <laughs> but to be actually rubbing shoulders with some of these other artists and even the producers that produce... Yeah, I guess people that you've probably looked up to uh, for years. What's that like? Oh, it's unreal. I mean, growing up in Nashville, there's not a paparazzi culture here. It's very different than Los Angeles or New York. So everybody is very, I mean, for the most part, pretty chilled out Mm -hmm. when around a lot of different artists and celebrities, what have you. Um, so I've learned to keep it cool, but when you see <laughs> Kirk Franklin and big stars, sometimes yeah. it's hard. It's always surreal, though. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. I'd be hopeless I'd over be there like, if Thomas, I was in Nashville. Cool, I'd be like, be oh, cool, quick, be cool, quick. just be cool, just be cool. <laughs> I know. I, that's how whenever my parents come to those events, it's mainly my dad. I'm always like, <laughs> Dad, just leave them alone. Uh, cool, yeah. Go talk to them. That's Kirk Franklin. Yep, just, I, I feel like it. I'd get on with your dad really yeah. well. I, I mean, think the, we would as well. Not being able to hold a tune and, you know, Enthusiasm the enthusiasm that we would all have. <laughs> that's great. You guys would be best of friends. <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about this album that's coming out on the fourth. When was it all recorded? Like, did you do this all in lockdown and everything like that, or has this been, you know, coming over the last sort of few years? Yeah. So as soon as I uh, put out my last record, which was in 2018, I immediately got back into the studio and wanted to figure out what I wanted to do next. So over the past three years, really, I've been in and out of studios making music, trying things that don't work, trying things that do work, and finding this album and and really collecting these songs has been a really natural process of going in, telling my producers and co-writers what I'm experiencing, Mm. writing it down in a song, and piecing those songs together into a full-length album. And it's, it's 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 a collection of songs that's full of the honest truth of being 21, mm. having experiences like heartbreak and failure and insecurity, and also having moments of figuring out how you need God in new ways. And it's this, it's this very honest body of work. I'm really proud of it. And I'm so excited for people to finally be able to hear it and hopefully find themselves in the stories as mm. well. That's, that's so amazing. Yeah, to answer your question. No, that's no, perfect. That's perfect. It was recorded 
in my basement in, in a studio that we built during quarantine. So oh. very random. Wow. Very funny. That's awesome. We were all working from home. That's literally. right, yeah. <laughs> You got to. You had to hustle. I didn't know what I was doing. No. We yeah. figured it out as we went. That's it. Everyone was making it up as they went, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, we were all doing it. Mate, I was working from home and trying to homeschool yeah. two kids. That never yeah. works well. So it's all good. Good on you. Ooh, I respect you so much for that. I could <laughs> never, but I'm so glad that people like you can. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm. That's so good. How has Christian Radio been a part of your journey? Like, do you hear feedback from people that have heard your songs on the radio and said, hey, this really spoke to me, it was just what I needed to hear? Like, what sort of uh, connection have you had with Christian Radio over the years? Well, first of all, I grew up on Christian Radio. Uh, Some of my earliest memories were sitting in the back of my mom's car listening to Christian songs on the radio. And that's the initial connection, and I think it's so powerful because even more so than you guys probably know Christian radio is touching so many lives, so many stories, so many souls who need something to believe in. Mm. And um, hearing the stories of people coming up to me at shows or sending me messages of, I heard your song on this radio station and it met me exactly where I needed today. And that that is the gospel. And I, I think it's so incredible that Christian radio is able to spread it and 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 let people feel less alone for a few minutes in their car you know it, it's very exciting and That's it's so very cool. beautiful Aww, who were some you. of the artists that you grew up listening to on the on the radio Ooh, that's a good question um I listen to a lot of Natalie Grant Francesca Battistelli oh, nice. Mac yeah all the goods and then I loved it's not necessarily on the radio but Aretha Franklin's gospel <laughs> yeah. album. I so wore great. that one out. That's right. so good. We're right out of time. Yeah, we've been but, told uh, the time is up. So. Appreciate so much uh, you uh, catching up with us. It's been lovely to meet you, really, yeah, and get to know a, a bit more of your backstory. Of you. Oh, you guys are so sweet. This has been so fun. I love your accents. I wish I had one. <laughs> oh, well, oh you do. It's been thing is, to get to hang out with you guys. Yeah, the thing is, um, <laughs> you have an accent to us, and we love talking to you. And, you know, you just tell Nana that once the world is open, Nana and Dad and the whole yeah. family will come on down with some enthusiasm. We're coming down, promise. <laughs> I love Thank it. you guys so much for your time today. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.